Hey guys, it's Kristen, and here is part two of my conversation with Delisa McCreary. I know you guys have been loving it. You've been telling me and texting me, emailing me about it, and I love that. I'm a fan of her, and I know all of you are now too. And so without wasting any more time, let's get right into it. Part two of my conversation with Delisa. Enjoy it, and I'll see you on the other side. I would love to just touch on the fact that you are leading at this church mm-hmm. and you lead a, a bunch of men, but you also lead thousands of people in worship. And, and you need to know, that this is the only time in the conversation I'm going to say this. In our previous conversation, what I said was, <laughs> you don't understand when you have the ability to sing, Julissa, like you do, that the average person looks at you and is like, oh my gosh, like I would give anything, like what is that like? Like to just open your mouth and beautiful things come out. I have no idea what that's like. What an amazing thing. And so you really do an incredible job, not just because God has blessed you with such talent, but because I see humility in you when you lead your people, when you lead his people. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it's all over you. you. But tell me about what it's like to be a woman leading Mm -hmm. in the church today, specifically leading a group of men or what it's like to just step into that role are Mm -hmm. most days. Tell me like your most days and your average day. Are you like, yes, this is exactly where I need to be. Or are Mm -hmm. you scared or all of the above? Tell us what that looks like. Oh yeah. All of the above. It goes back and forth. There's some days where I feel really on my A game. And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I've been called to do this. I can do this. And then there are other days where, you know, in our church, we, um, we have bands that are set around each worship leader. So, um, a lot of churches will have multiple volunteers who rotate through services. And, uh, just way back when, when all of Austin Stone Worship started, we just saw the benefit of one worship leader being surrounded by one team and being unified in community with those people. And um, you, the way that they lead kind of together as one is like the Sunday morning experience is not just Jesus moving through the, those people on stage in the moment. It's, it's so much of what he's doing in their day-to-day lives, living life together, that mm-hmm. kind of all comes together on that Sunday morning. And then he's doing something in the moment. Um, and so I, I, before starting this band was a part of a really healthy band and those guys are my best friends and like my brothers and the wisest counselors in my life. And I, I led with them for six years. And so I knew I wanted that, um, stepping into my leading my own band. Um, but it's super tough because that means that our lives are intertwined and I'm their pastor. (laughs) It's like, I, the, the commitment I've made to them is not to just be their friend who shows up on Sundays and plays music with them, but to also be a confidant, to also be a shepherd, to also be uh, someone who holds them spiritually accountable in many ways. And, Mm. and they all have other people in their lives who are doing that certainly. But when push comes to shove, you know, if something incredibly you know, chaotic or unexpected happened in one of those guys' lives, I'm responsible to them to care for them and for their family in some ways. And so I think there are moments like that that come up that feel like 
oh dang god called me to do this you know um this is way harder than (laughs) i expected and i'm glad to do it because god has brought me just some of the best dudes around that i get to serve with and i love them so much and uh, one is your brother-in-law and he's been <laughs> one of my friends for like 10 years. So yeah. I shout out to Ruben. So grateful. Shout out to Ruben. We love him. <laughs> he's the best drummer, you guys. Um, but truly, I just have been really grateful for the the guys that, that the Lord has brought me because I also just, I knew it would be harder for me to kind of assemble a team than it was for the guys that I work with, the worship leaders that I work with. Um, because there is this kind of unique pressure as a woman, you know, yes. I'm like, I need, if you're coming into the van and you're married, I need to get to know your wife and make sure yes. that we connect and that we relate with each other and that there's trust there. And, mm-hmm. um, if you have a family, I want to invest in your family. And it, it looks differently than just, you know, a guy bringing more guys onto his team and being like, yeah, I love hanging out with that guy. And that's not all there is. The other guys on our team are incredibly wise and thoughtful and prayerful when they bring men into their bands or women, but it just looks different when you're a woman leading men or a man leading women. So there's just more things to consider. And I don't have the luxury of that ever bending because everyone in my band is a man. (laughs) So um, it's been unique in a way that, the guys on my team who even have been doing this longer than me just haven't experienced it Mm. um in the same ways and so I think yeah there's some days where it feels like oh man this is really easy and praise God for that and then there are other days where it's tougher conversations and shepherding and stepping into the stream of people's lives that can feel kind of overwhelming and Thankfully, it's all on the Lord's shoulders and not actually on mine. I'm just kind of like a conduit to what he wants to do, but um, it's it's definitely unique. <laughs> yes, unique is the perfect word. And I think that it's just someone needs to know and hear today, maybe it was me, that women in these kind of thoughtful, prayerful contexts can lead men well. Like there is yeah. a way to do that. And maybe you're a woman in the marketplace and this is something that you've been asked to do, or maybe Mm -hmm. it is in the church, or maybe you're just raising a son, like whatever it looks like in your leadership that women, A, can be leaders. You have proven that and so many countless women have before us as Mm -hmm. well. But also that there is a space, there is a way to do that well in the context of leading men and yeah. leading married men. And I think the way that you just described that is so cool that, um, yeah, there's a way to do it about reproach, but still know that, no, I'm still called to this. And this is still yeah. something that I'm able to do as a woman. I think that's mm-hmm. amazing. I want to know in all of your time doing ministry and maybe just based off of where you are in this moment right now, what is it that is just making your heart just beat out of your chest? Um, and get, oh, what's man. getting you so excited these days? And it may be this yeah. conversation or one of them that we've already had, but what is it that you just can't get enough of? Maybe it's a, um, a conversation that you've been having or a way mm-hmm. of thinking or something you've been taught lately. Um, what, what is in the faith space? What is getting you jazzed? These yeah. Days? Oh, that's such a good question. I have been really um, 
this may be super unpopular, but I've been <laughs> really um, hopeful and expectant for how God would use a season like quarantine in 2020. I, everyone, when things kind of started to shut down, I, I just started praying that this would be the revival that we prayed for in our city and in the world. Um, because I think it's so frightening to think of people kind of trapped in their homes, surrounded by their vices, but I know God's power and his kindness and his authority to, to move outside of the walls of a church and to meet people in their bedrooms and, um, you know, in the middle of arguments with their spouses or with their kids or, or anxiety or depression or sin, just kind of whatever people have been suffering through in this isolation time. And I have been really eager to hear the stories of what comes on the other side of this. And I, there are going to be so many, Kristen, that we yes. will never, we won't know about until. In my own with, life, there's that. Many. Yes. Yes. It's real. Yes. yes. And I, I just, everything happens, nothing happens that, that God misses. Like he's yeah. never, he's not surprised by a pandemic. He's not thinking, oh no, now Julissa and Kristen are stuck in their houses. I can't get to them. I can't encourage them. I can't shepherd them. You know, it just, there is nothing big enough to stop him. And so, I, I mean, I've heard stories even of our church of new community groups being formed and mm -hmm. people having to adjust their staff position so that they can welcome new attenders like people who never would have come into the doors of a church yes. are sitting in their living rooms and interacting with the living god through their television screen through their laptops through their phones yeah and it is changing their lives yes. and i just am like someone many many people are going to say i needed that quarantine because that's where Jesus met me and where would I be without him? And so I think I've just been really eager and I just have just expected like, God, you are doing something like you are breaking chains in people's lives. You are bringing people to know you that didn't know you before this. You are doing something. And I, I hope, I mean, in glory, we'll have endless stories to tell and listen to. So I, mm -hmm. I look forward to the day where we get to celebrate just what he has done in this time. You know, I think for, that's not to discount all of the brokenness and hard things and very sad and dark things that are also happening, but yeah. um, his light shines in the darkness and can't be overcome. And so That's I'm right. mm -hmm. hanging my hat on that truth, but that yes. the possibilities get me really excited. Oh, that's awesome. Can you, are you still in the middle of processing or is there something in your life you would say, this is at least one thing that I have seen stirred up in me or mm. I feel different or I shed these scales or I, something has gone on. God has shifted something in me yeah. in this season, or is it still a little bit too early to tell? I feel like it's a both. And like, I, I even this morning, I was kind of thinking through some things and kind of asking God, are you saying the thing that I think you're saying? I don't really know. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's a portion of it still in process. And I, but I think today, and this started, I took a, a sabbatical, our church um, staff members go on sabbatical every five years. And so I took a month in November last year just to kind of set down ministry and just rest. And I think this started then and is come back full force now is just 
um, this idea of accepting my capacity and limitations, mm. um, which sometimes is such a bummer. I just want to yes. be able to do more things. And I think I, I think I am gifted relationally, but my capacity for it is not as large as I thought, or maybe as large as it once was. And so I think I am realizing in this time, because the bits of it that I have really enjoyed have been the quieter, slower moments, or um, this kind of familial feel of, I just see my neighbors and my roommate, you know? Um, And so just kind of asking God, okay, well, what about this in showing me my capacity? How do I take these things into life post-quarantine? How do I honor you in my limitations and in the capacity that you've given me? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and this is like also just super our culture in America and in American church, you can just run really, really fast for the sake of doing good things, but you can just be running way harder than you need to, or you were called to. And I feel like I've been on that journey with the Lord for a few months of just asking him to slow me down. And I just really want to walk in step with him and not try to run ahead of him. And so I think this season of being, you know, hold up in my house has been refreshing because he's reminding me that I have a capacity worth honoring because it's the one that he's placed on me. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's some grief in that. Like I want to be able to run faster and I want to be able to see more people and have 15 deep conversations in a day, but I'm just not built for it. And some people are, you know, and um, I think having to let that go and surrender to say, okay, God, I, I'm seeing me again. You're showing me to myself. (laughs) And so I'm going to trust you with that and kind of lean into what that means for the season that's coming, even if I'm not incredibly pleased with that capacity. And there's like, you know, approval wrapped up in that and fear of disappointing people and, um, you know, fear of what happens if I emerge and run a little bit slower than everybody else. Like, are people still going to think I'm a hard worker, you know? And um, so I think the Lord just kind of, um, just consistently bringing me back to like his voice is the one I have to listen to. It has to be the loudest mm-hmm. or I'm going to wear myself out. Yes, <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. I am in this quarantine. I've been listening to one of my favorite churches from Santa Barbara, listening from a few years ago, them mm-hmm. teaching through revelation. And mm-hmm. they, um, he spoke about the church at Ephesus and how great, they were doing with so many things and they were doing so many things. And he, Jesus, this is Jesus applauding the church saying, I I'm seeing all you're doing. Your theology is like on point Mm. and paraphrasing right now, but you know, this is, this is what you are doing. I see what you're doing. These are all good things, but this is what I have against you. You have left your first love. And that has been kind of like the, the theme in my life throughout this quarantine is that, I, I am a doer by nature. So you're going to see me doing things past my capacity and get myself in trouble. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it never works out well for me, but I think <laughs> that idea that this whole season has brought me back to my first love. Cause there wasn't much to be, there's always yeah. things to be done in your very own home and in your life, but yeah. there wasn't as much to be done. And because of that, the first love of Jesus and only Jesus has just wooed me back. And I think it's so, it's so cool to know 
that in your, in your wisdom to see your personal capacity and your limits being different than other people, that again, it goes back to the idea that there's not going to be a Christ follower, that it's like, okay, in order to look like Jesus, I need to look exactly like Jaleesa, or I need mm-hmm. to look exactly like Beth Moore, or whoever mm-hmm. it is that you have in your head. I mean, God has given us those people to teach us and praise the Lord that people like Paul can say, if you want to look like Christ, like follow me. Like I'm, I'm doing this walk in a holy way. And I can say that with confidence, but at the same time, knowing our own capacity and knowing like, man, there's just going to be, I'm going to look different. I'm going to look different than you is another way. I think that God gains glory from us just being ourselves, you know? Yeah, that's so So, good. I love that. I want to know, uh, if you had to pick both on the worship side and just mm. the, the strictly singing artistic musical side, like who is the dream worship like duo? So like you're leading worship and you're next to whoever. Ooh. And then who is it on the side that's just like, no, I just want to like do a song with this person. Yeah. Like, who is it on both sides? Oh gosh, that is such a good question. Oh man, who would I choose? You can say there's so many. Man, I think on the worship side, I'm just trying to think of like who I'm enjoying so much right now. Yeah. So I'm sort of singing with them, but they don't know it. Yeah. Um, I am this like, is me with you, by the way. This is what I do. I <laughs> sing with you. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I have been loving um, Cody Carnes as a worship oh, leader. Yes. Uh, he's he's married to Carrie Joe, but he's yes, been he rocking is. long before he was married to Carrie Joe. But I his new worship album is so beautiful, and the lyrics the are lyrics. you can't get over holy it. Holy cow! I you know. can't get over it. No. It's like how are you painting this picture and you're using words that I've never heard in a modern worship song? Like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, collaborating or like getting to sing or lead something or write something with Cody Carnes would be amazing. They're in Texas, aren't they? I see this happening for you. Oh yeah. I think they are. Okay. That's happening. Yeah. I'll just send this to him when this is going to He's a big fan of the podcast. Well, he'll just (laughs) listen and call you. Yeah. Totally. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Cody. Okay. Um, and then, oh gosh, this is, it's equally as tough on the non-worship side. Um, because this is not like an incredibly holy answer, but I love Ariana Grande. Uh, I just, her voice is out of this world. I would not be able to keep up, but I would just have so much fun, like watching her do what she does because her voice is insane. Mm. Um, and then, you know, Celine Dion is the queen forever. She's, she's why I started all this singing business. So I, you know, if I could sing with Celine, like no one can top that. No. Have you seen either of them live? I've seen both of them live. Oh, Jilly. That's And I cried at Celine. Did you? Okay. (laughs) I would too. Yes. It was amazing. She wasn't the reason I like started my career, but I would still cry. with her. You would. I, it yes, was, it I, was phenomenal. I cried. And Ariana, she can rock a pony. I'm just like, so about the high pony. That is just kind of pony? my jam. So I love twice her size. Yes, it is. It, she is a foot taller because of it. Yeah. So way to yeah. go girl. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
what about um, what you're going to do now that we're kind of coming out of quarantine? What is, what is the thing that you have missed most that you, if life was just like back to normal in the sense of how we can be in public and yes. do things in groups, what would you do first, do you think? Okay, I thought about this today because, and this is my one pass, last time we did this, <laughs> you asked and I was like, I don't miss anything. I was like, maybe I would go to the movies. And then I realized today, this is so silly, Kristen, but this is, we're friends, so you need to yes. know this about me. One of my favorite places on the planet is the dry bar. Have you ever um, gone to the dry bar? No, but that is amazing. I, I thought about it this morning as I washed my hair. I just thought I wish someone else were doing this yes. and that I was watching a rom-com and like, you know, sipping a sparkling water. So I did not know that there are rom-coms playing while you're getting your oh, hair blown out. Just P.S. Yes. So that might just, yeah, I might have to go. This you need a, it. it's a it's a whole yes. thing they yes. change out the movie seasonally so at valentine's you got different ones than when you go at christmas it's a whole Stop thing this. i know i mean their marketing alone it just gets me there's something about a yellow hair dryer that you're like <laughs> i think i need this i think i need <laughs> to get my ridiculous? hair ridiculous yes what is that it's so silly but literally my interns will be like I'll come to the office and they'll be like, did you go to the dry bar? And I'm like, yes, I did. Like, how did you know? <laughs> so I guess I have like a certain look after I've had my blowout. I love it. It's, it's probably hilarious. like angelic is what it looks like and <laughs> <Yeah>. relaxed. <laughs> okay. And so you're, good. I don't know if I know your Enneagram number. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Cause I wanted to ask you, what are yeah. you? I'm a two. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, if there's such a thing as a 2.5, I'm her. But if there's <laughs> yeah. not... I'm a two. I thought you would be a two. I genuinely did think that. Um, Thanks, but that's, it's a good thing. I, I feel like my friends who are twos wish they weren't. And I never understand yes. that. I, Do you feel uh, that we, way about your number? You're holding us in suspense. Oh, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a six. Okay. Do you <laughs> feel that way about yours or no? I don't. I think okay. I don't, I don't love the way it's portrayed all the time. Like it's yeah. as like the fear number <laughs> because that's not, I'm like, I'm more than my fear. And I also, if you're like, I'm an Enneagram nerd. So if you're into like counter types and subtypes, it's like, I, my sixness is, is a little bit more rebellious than your average six and a little more like, um, I like that. I see the rules and I respect them, but I need to like push it a little bit for the sake of like being courageous and proving yeah. to myself I'm brave. So yeah. <laughs> and I think a six in the spirit, walking with the spirit probably looks a little different than the average six anyway. So I appreciate that. that. I like to believe that you. too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. totally. Probably this so with all the numbers, but That's it is true. true about it too. I don't know what that is. I don't why I just the other day, Austin and I were reading to each other like our specific wings I am most definitely a two wing three and he is a three wing four and we were like oh, wow. pretty sure and then we read these and we're like wow that is spot on <laughs> uh, and he was just reading all the good things the bad things accepting it no problem just like yep that's exactly who I am <laughs> and for some reason I was just like Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm so sensitive. I can't believe that I only think about people. I never think about myself. I never love myself. I, I take everything so personally. He's like, you're it's taking so this personally. Like you're taking everything. <laughs> so yeah. That's He's like, it's happening before your eyes. <laughs> yes. In a nutshell. So yeah, we just have we a lot need to work through. Come on. 
Oh gosh, we all do. We all do. I know. Well, Jaleesa, this has been the joy of my life to do this twice with you. Same. I would, I would just, if there was no one else listening to this, I might make it a two hour long podcast just for my yeah. own sake, but I'll Fair end then. it for the sake of the listener who has now arrived at her destination and is just like, mm-hmm. hey guys, so <laughs> I would love for you to pray for us though. We, yeah. We pray for the girl who is just listening to this and maybe in a leadership position and is feeling like I don't have that same kind of confidence all the time, Mm. or I don't know how to walk with Jesus in a way that I can, I can know that he has defeated the enemy in this way or that way. And all of the ideas that we brought at the beginning about um, just, yeah, just kind of everything. I'm going to ask you to pray about everything, but just pray. (laughs) And just ask him on behalf of them, whatever it is that they need. Would you pray for us? Yes, absolutely. Thanks. Oh, Father, um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for um, any woman who is listening. Thank you for Kristen. Just thank you for the opportunity to sit and be reminded of truth, to just be reminded of who you are and just to redirect us and bring us back to what is most important and what is most life-giving, which is walking with you and knowing you and being known by you. And um, Lord, I just want to pray over any woman who is listening, who um, finds herself not belonging in the church or um, feeling like an outsider, Jesus, I pray that um, that that woman would become acquainted with your story in a, a new and fresh and personal way. Mm-hmm. Um, just that she would just see your life jumping off the pages, or just to be reminded and to be able to maybe even see for the first time that you truly are a king who can sympathize with our weaknesses because you've lived it first. Um, you didn't go to the cross not knowing what we would struggle with or wrestle with or um, not understanding the feeling of being on the outside and not belonging and not fitting in. You you know it all too well. And so that gives us all the more reason to trust you. And so I pray um, that for any friend who is listening right now, Jesus, that you would just meet her um, and encourage her to know that um, that your eyes are upon her, that you understand her story, her suffering, her experiences, um, and that you called her to yourself, that she belongs to you, and that that is is first and foremost the most important thing. I pray for any woman who's looking for community right now. Um, Lord, would you bring her to her safe people? Would you bring her to um, her people who can champion her, her people who will make her laugh, her people who will um, point her to the truth? Lord, I just ask that. And God, I want to ask on behalf of any, any women who are in leadership right now, any, any woman who's in leadership period, but then women who are doing this single, who are um, doing this in seasons of suffering or overwhelm. God, I, I am so thankful that none of this is up to us, but that is an, it is entirely you. Um, who is who is finishing the work that you have started and so the thing that you've called us into the leadership that you have offered to us every everywhere it goes is already completed because you're good 
and and you are ahead. You are are far ahead of us, God. You already see the end. And so, man, God, I pray for the confidence and boldness for my friends just to walk in the good works that you have laid out for them. I pray that they would take courage um, in your word, in your name, in your promises to provide, um, to endure, to give strength, to bring peace um, and joy in, in the midst of this crazy thing that is ministry. Um, I pray, um, Lord, that you would protect women from looking to the right and to the left and playing the comparison game. God, I pray um, that they would know that there is only one them and that you delight in each and every one of us and have um, commissioned us for an incredible purpose. And so would we just look to you and trust you with that, God, and listen to your voice? Would you let your voice be the loudest um, for anyone who is doubting that their personality fits or their experience fits? God, I you are the one who appoints and you are the one who anoints. And so I just pray um, for so much trust in that and that there would be so much joy there. It really is a beautiful thing to get to do the work that you have laid out for us, God. And so I pray that we would trust into that. Um, Jesus, we love you. We love you so very much. We're thankful. Oh man, that you are a savior who sees us, that you are a savior who is frank and open with us, but you do it so lovingly and so gently. And so um, you're a king that we can trust. You truly are. And so I pray that you would meet us in the midst of whatever we've brought to this conversation today, God, um, and, and let us just put it in your hands. Let us just trust you with it. Um, prove yourself strong. It's who you are. It's what you do. You promise that you'll do that um, for your people. And so we're looking to you today. We love you. We trust you. Help us love and trust you more. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, you guys, that does it for my conversation with Jalisa. I'm so glad you joined us. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, I just echo her prayer, her beautiful prayer over your life. That is something that I am praying today too. I am grateful for you, for your ears to listen to a conversation like this, for your heart to pursue Jesus, whether you know him intimately or do not know him at all, but somehow find yourself listening to this podcast. I know that there is big purpose to why it is that we had the conversation that we had and the fact that you got to listen to it. I'm so grateful. So grateful for you. Can't wait to see you guys next time and know that until then you are lifted up in prayer by me. Talk to you guys soon.